0: I know you're very tired. I know you're very tired. I'll take you on a vacation when we're done. I swear, a real vacation, a real vacation, just you and me. But listen to me. If you don't do something right now, we're all going to die. You understand? It's the use of saving life when you see what you do with it. It'll be entering the atmosphere in 40 seconds. Lily, you're right, you're right, you're right. But there are, there are some things, very nice things worth saving, some beautiful things. Beautiful things. Like love. Yes. Yes, love, that's good, that's good, that's a good example Like love, love is worth saving I don't know, love I don't know, love I was built to protect, not to love So there's no use for me other than this No, 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 you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong I need you, I need you very much Tell her her call, then.
1: me. Please, do you need me? Because? Help me. Because I love you.
0: Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, Five, four, three, two, one.
1: Hey everybody, welcome. My name is Matt and I'm here with Andrew. Today we're going to be talking about the fifth element and how love is the answer to human nature. When it was that Bruce Willis stopped being the Everman and how this French film charged into pop culture. So grab your popcorn and Reese's Pieces and let's break it down on the Post Credit Podcast.
0: He falls out of the barn and onto this piece of a, a, a farm equipment. Oh, with the spikes. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: the that's the fake
0: Jason. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what how I'm they saying. defeated him. Yeah, but I I just thought that was like and his it's mask very iconic. and his bald cap came off. Yeah, w- weirdly. Well, the, the way they 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 that scene and the way they created that scene, I thought was just pretty good. I just it just again, it's iconic for me because I remember it, you know. And yeah, but regardless, yeah. But,
1: anyways, uh, the movie yeah. we're talking about today is uh, is The Fifth Element. Um, it came out in 1997. Um, hopefully, you guys are noticing a theme here. Uh, we went a little sideways with uh, Thirteen Ghosts uh, because we wanted to talk about that with the Horror and Hills, ladies. But um, basically, we're trying to hit uh, as many 90s movies as we can this uh, this season um and uh we're going for fun you know a lot of the movies that me and Drew like are are fun movies um they're not necessarily the best around or anything like that um You're but the best around. okay sorry. sorry um but yeah i mean they're not necessarily the best but you know we have fun like i get cinema and i get being critical of really you know, um, serious material and all that kind of stuff, and I can go for that a lot of time when I when I want to experience that. But oftentimes, when I want to watch a movie, I want to have fun. You know, yeah. when I'm watching it, so I mean, that's what I go for more. But, um, so The Fifth Element came out in uh, 1997. It was directed by uh, Luc Besson. Um, he's a uh, French director, and uh, he's um, he's directed a lot of a lot of uh, movies that you you've probably seen. Um, including he uh, directed uh, Leon the Professional
0: love that movie um, he also did uh, Lucy that just recently came out well the Professional that was Natalie Portman's first uh, yeah. film right yeah
1: first first major role I think yeah. she had been on commercials and stuff before that um, but uh, and, and uh, it has uh, what else did he do or who else was in it uh, uh, Jean Renault. Um, yeah. and Gary Oldman was in that as well. That's right. So yeah, he was. The, I remember he was the one that uh, they were kind of going against and everything. Yeah. Uh, he also did Lafemme Nikita, Lucy. Are you seeing a, a, a trend here with Lafemme Nikita, yeah. Leon the Professional, The Fifth Element, and Lucy Assassins? Well, who we got a strong female. Yeah. Uh, uh, savior, basically. Yeah, right. So, well, Leah, the professional. I mean, they, Leon the professional. She's training. Uh, she's he's teaching her how to okay. be an assassin, right? And yeah. so she's she's got that. And she was a huge part of that movie. Did such a good job. Yeah. Uh, Lefemme Nikita. Uh, you know, another one about uh, an assassin. Um, Lucy Fifth
0: Element. I mean, you just got these strong female but, leads. But here's where I think the break in that is: is that in the fifth element actually because you know that they're they're telling him the priest uh the the blue lady um you know everybody's telling him you know saying that he has to protect her that she's not as tough as as uh she tries to make herself out to be or or that that people think she is she's not that tough she's she's very uh she's uh she's kind of weak in a way i think they were
1: making that point because um she was coming at it from you know it's it's obviously there's a lot of christian allegories in this movie yeah. a ton of them actually um and you know her being i guess kind of the savior um yeah i mean she's the fifth element you know right right so she she's the only one that can do anything but yeah. you know uh, she needs she needs to know what she's doing it for you know which we'll we'll, yeah. we'll and we'll 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 dive into that as well but i th- i thought it was interesting that the you know the director you know he he tends to to do more movies you know even Valerian he just did uh, that Valerian yeah. Yeah. In, what was it 2017 yeah i believe 17 or 18 um, and which which
0: was came out horrible reviews it and did. everything like that um I, know. it was a pretty film it was a pretty film the, the way i'm going to say that is meaning that you know the 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 visuals were really great in that movie i thought you know i'm not saying that the the acting was bad but the story just it, it's not something that they can hook you you know what i mean it's yeah i think science, science fiction films need can only be successful is if that you can make a sequel to it. Does well, that, that make sense? Yeah, but wasn't that a book to begin with? Yeah, yeah, it was. I mean, Bill that Larian was and uh, right. city
1: of a thousand planets,
0: or whatever. right? But, but, but I think, you know, when it comes to science f- fiction films, the only way they're successful is if they're even if they don't make a second one, like they didn't with this one, you know, but. If if you're able to make sequels or multiple sequels off of uh, science fiction, because a lot of times you know science fiction is such a massive world, and you only get a little piece when you watch a film, like, yeah, when like you, Fifth w- Element, where where this, you watch the
1: Fifth Element, that you can see yeah, that they've taken a lot from right. other science
0: fiction right. movies. Well, and like st- like for instance, like Metropolis, Star Trek. yeah, and Star Trek, and yeah, all but that kind of stuff. When you watch Star Trek, there's so many shows and movies and 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 literature. So where it's like. You know, that's why it's so successful is because you can see all different parts of the wor- this world that he Gene Roddenberry uh, created where, like, with Fifth Element was successful because it opens it up to make a sequel to it. You know what I mean? Even if it's 5,000 more years in the future, you know, something like that, you know, that way, you know, it, it's... A little bit of a time jump, but I, I think that's what makes science fiction films uh, successful.
1: Yeah, and I like this one because, like a lot of science fiction, I mean, if you think about it, most science fictions are always open to sequels because yeah, you're exploring uh, such a vast topic um, with you know whether it's space exploration, science exploration, yeah. whatever you can bring you can continue that on. Because Whereas if you're t- yeah. telling a tale of a dog. You know, it can only go so, so far, far or right? whatever. Or, or
0: comedies, you know, it yeah. can only go. I mean, comedies, too, kind of fall in that category science. if you think about it. You know, where you have to have a sequel, where it'll be successful as long as you can have it open for a sequel. Where drama and, and, and action is pretty much done and done, you know, yeah. at that point. Yeah, I
1: think science fiction in and of itself is is, is just open to, Fast. to just tons of world building but what i like about the fifth element is that it's an open and shut st- story you know it's you can build on it if you want to yeah. but it's okay if you you know just the one if movie you know. yeah um it's it's a great story i yeah. think and and you know it's it's there's it's it's kind of known as the best worst or one of the best worst movies yeah. you know because a lot of people don't like it and a lot of people absolutely love it yeah and um, so it just kind of
0: lives in that that weird zone. Well, it's probably because you know, like especially with the aliens. I mean, they a lot of them look like puppets. You know what I mean? It was like a Jim H- H- Henson production, though. They did. Good with it, though. I they, mean, did. They, they had they a did. huge
1: budget. I think. I think they're yeah. They they had a huge special effects budget
0: for this. No, too. I'm not. I'm not saying that they you know didn't do a good job. But what I'm saying is is like, it's not so much of a smooth transition of being you know like CGI'd in where they look you know more. More natural, more re- realistic. Where we're here, it kind of looks almost like a puppet. Like the 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 good guys are the the people that were controlling the stones, you know, uh, Mila Jovovich's character or uh, um, people, you know. But those those people like <laughs> look like big big old uh, oh, oh walking moles. Oh, or I see. You're you know? talking
1: about the uh, the the Mondochi one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so they're. The, the, it's spelled out like Mondo Shawin, but you know, they were pronouncing it in the movie as uh Mondo Chiwon. Yeah. So that's how I'm gonna say it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, though that was a very unique design of those those things. And that's what I like. It's like it's almost like, you know, uh this the story of, of Jesus if if it was told through steampunk sci fi yeah.
0: <laughs> you know well, lens or yeah. something like that. And and the fact that, you know, like the way he did it is Like we found out that what they look like under all that shell, you know, that's Mila Jovovich's Her character is one of those people.
1: No, actually, it's a glove that that I always thought that, but that is from the sarcophagus. So, do you remember they had the sarcophagus that she had grabbed in? So, it she was humanoid because you could see a humanoid bone coming out of that severed arm or whatever. Yeah, that looked like it was just armor. So, I think she was always supposed. She always looked like that. That was the perfect form. She just got destroyed in that in that wreck. But when they rebuilt her. You know, exactly. she had all her memories back and everything like that. Because that's what I thought when I was younger, too. I was like, oh, she was one of those things because she was in that record. Okay.
0: And so, and so that makes a lot of, makes the movie make a little bit more sense right. that way. Because then, you know, if you're for, first, you're thinking, you're know, like, okay, so how did, it just so happened to only have leftover DNA from yeah. and one person and, to a girl. Yeah, and how did it to happen the... to be just the one person that they needed was their arm was safe, you yeah. know what I mean? So now that kind of makes sense now you know, because I, I do remember the, uh, the sarcophagus. Yeah, sarcophagus. Yeah. yeah, so just to briefly
1: go over the plot, um, uh, we, we open up in uh, the early 1900s uh, as um, some people are excavating uh, the uh, some, some some, some tombs in Egypt and which
0: it's funny because you get Luke Perry out of for like nowhere, a nowhere 10 minutes of the
1: film and then he's gone out of nowhere you see Luke Perry Mr. Dylan McKay himself and I'm like who casted him as some kind of scared dorky dorky art or, or just kind of timid artist guy right, right coming from the leather jacket clad wearing Jimmy Dean acting role that he had on Beverly Hills
0: 90210 yeah it's very confusing. To but me. And, and for for like ten minutes, I mean, I'm not saying that he was like the most. He's like the most famous uh, actor in the film. I mean, you got Bruce Willis, you got Chris no, but Tucker. It was just weird to see But, but just to, I mean, he's still up in the higher category as far as at that time period. It kind of like being an actor camera. Yeah.
1: yeah. It, it, It'd be like seeing like Brad Pitt in like a five or ten minute cameo. Well, he's uh, in Thelma well, not, and Louise. Not, not that bad. Yeah, not that bad because you know Brad Pitt's a lot more popular than Luke yeah. Perry or whatever. But. but
0: but like he was in Thelma and Louise, he wasn't the main character, right? But, but
1: yeah, you know, that was before he was big. I mean, yeah. and I guess Luke Perry, you know, he was big as far as TV, TV goes. goes. He never yeah. really got big movies. But so you know, we find out that they're there. There's a priest, and there's kind of like an order of priests that. Are protecting this this tomb and and uh and aliens yeah the monochewan they, they show up um they say that war is coming uh because obviously we had world war one world war two we had you know 1900s filled with different wars and everything um and so you know they're like war is coming uh, the the stone the the stones aren't safe here so what you find out is that inside this tomb there's four stones that represent the four main elements of the world you know uh Wind, fire, water, air. Uh, by your powers combined, I am Captain Planet. Yes. Oh, <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. I am Captain Planet. No, so. I love those cartoons. I know, they're good. But, you know, so you have those four elements. And then in the middle is a is a sarcophagus with a, uh, a, you know, a living person. It's supposed to be the perfect being. Um, And um, that is the fifth element uh, is what they call her. And and basically. Wait, wait,
0: wait, wait. wait. You say her now. Now, they refer to it, you know. they just said the perfect being. Yeah. But then they said, he is in the middle. He is in the middle. And they said it right at the beginning. Well,
1: yeah, because they're interpreting that that way. I mean, she, I think she's always a female. But but I think it's
0: ironic that, that they say he is in the middle and then it ends up being a she. Right, right, right. So they
1: don't know. But they, you know, they take the sarcophagus, they take the stones. One of them gets trapped in there and says, hey, pass down what you've learned. We fast forward 300 years in the future to 23 something. Um, And uh, basically the Monochi one are coming back and they said, you know, when the evil comes, the the, the premise is, is pure evil comes every 5000 years. And you need to unite the four elements with the fifth element to bring the divine light. And the divine light is what um, combats the evil. It doesn't destroy it because we'll never get rid of evil in our in our life or whatever in this world. Um, But it it stops the evil for a time, you know, and yes. then 5000 years it'll come back or whatever. So every 5000 years. So uh, they were the the Chiwan they returned in 300 years after the opening, which was the early 1900s and that was that's that's the 5000 year point. And uh, at that point the evil comes back. And so the Chiwan need to bring the elements to earth to set it up in that temple to combat the light. Well, as they're doing that, they get
0: shot down. And that's basically
1: how our story begins.
0: Yeah, and <clears throat> I just thought that <laughs> now the spaceship that these people, you know, I, I, this this whole culture—not what, what, the culture, but this this race of, of beings, alien beings—the Manochee one or just, the, Mon- uh, the Mangalores? No, not the Mangalores, okay. but the okay uh, but they're just weird, weird civilization. You know, I mean, I even understood the blue girl more than I understood these guys. These he big, they talk like this. N- well, no, because that sounds like a, uh, <laughs> That's the, how they the, talk. the guys from, Shut uh, Dr. Who. Um, mm. uh, All so, nice. uh, you know, just their spaceship look ridiculous. Their suits look ridiculous. Uh, You know, it's just the stone situation was kind of ridiculous. It's like, it's like, you know, and and then that robot trying to escape. It's like, I mean, can he just open up the doors again? You know, it's like... Which robot trying to escape? I say robot, but that Mangalore's... Not the... Montechiwa? Yeah, the Montechiwa. They, uh... You know, it's like, why were they running? Well, oh, because he couldn't get the, the door. door. He's going. like, hurry up. And
1: he goes, this is your mission now. He goes, yes, I understand, but hurry up. <laughs> and the dude's like, look, man, you see how big I am? I can't move that fast.
0: Yeah, and it's like, okay, just open the door back up and then, uh, you know, go from yeah. there. And it's just kind of strange. It's like, what what is preventing them from reopening the door, yeah. you know? But, I mean, I guess it's just part of the plot. And then he gives them some sort of key thing out of his finger, but that's to open up the temple again. That's right. That's right.
1: So, um, so basically we're in the future now and, um, and the Mangalores who are these like weird pig kind of pig looking aliens with sideways ears. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Jim Henson did them. But yeah, I guess they have like technology in their suits where they can make them look like real humans and stuff. But anyways, they're paid by this guy named Zorg to go and shoot down uh, that that ship with uh, the Mondochi one come into to uh, to save everybody, and the reason Zorg is having him do that is because Zorg he's is a capitalist. being controlled. Oh, he's being controlled by the evil, um, and so the evil wants him to stop the fifth element from from being um, from creating that divine light, so it can destroy all life on Earth. And I guess they do this for different planets with life on Earth all throughout the galaxy, or something. Plus like that. Plus, they hate right? him
0: because he's a capitalist, and he. So,
1: so you, was was Zorg under control before the Mister Shadow guy got there? He had to have been because no, he was. He, I mean, he was a slime ball. I mean, how? Like the, how? Because,
0: how?
1: How? Because I mean, like he wasn't there yet. The Mister. So they call the pure evil planet thing. Yeah, they call him yeah. Mister Shadow. Yeah. So why? Like, like he was. It came through a portal. Like it wasn't there in our galaxy yet. Right. And then suddenly it came through the galaxy. But at that time, he had already commissioned the Mangalores to to shoot down the the ones. Yeah. So, how long had and he had been under control of the you know had be he had been under control the whole life preparing for this, or was it just recently? Because we just start the movie and he's already under control of the Mister Shadow and doing its and, and, bidding and, and and at
0: the same time, it's kind of like, played by the amazing Gary Oldman. Yeah, by the way, absolutely. But you know, it's kind of strange because it's kind of under confusion on what the bad guys are trying to achieve. You know, they want them to keep away the, the, from the rocks. So that the, which bad guys are you talking about? The, the Gary Oldman and Mr. Shadow and all that other stuff. You know, you, you yeah, they want to keep the them able from using the rocks. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fair enough. But at the same time, you know, it's like, why are they battling? You know, I mean, why don't they just wait at the temple you know, right before the, 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 the good guys show up or whatever and just take the rocks from them. Well, because that they don't know. Like, 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 first of all, they
1: just shot down the ship when it came in. So they assumed that everybody was dead in it. Um, uh, then he wanted them to get the stones out of there so that the that, that stones couldn't be used. And, you know, Zorg was only doing it because uh, I believe Mr. Shadow or whatever had promised him power or money. And he, yeah. that's why he said, you know, my tri- my price has tripled. And Mr. Shadow's like, look, money's no concern of me, he do my bidding and he started making him bleed, so I
0: think he's like afraid of this thing, so he's doing its bidding. Which is also weird too, is like, you know, <laughs> the random voice in your head just so happens to have millions and billions of dollars or whatever in his back pocket. Well that's what I'm know? saying. I'm sure I'm it, sure it he doesn't make a lot him sense. power or something yeah. like that. Something that he definitely wasn't gonna deliver on. Well, just like you said, he said the price is triple, but what price <laughs> Yeah, you know? I mean we could start. Poking, oh, let's poke. let's show you a couple planets. You know, yeah. while, while we're at we it, we could
1: start poking holes in it, and I'm sure we could get down to something. No, but we could. I'm sure the director could also uh, defend it in a in a certain no, way. No, no. Uh, so, anyways, that's 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 one of the things I was wondering was like, you know, was this guy always working because you know we never see see like the first contact. It's just he contracted and he tra- contracted these uh, Mangalores to shoot down that. Uh, uh, ship promised well, them uh, heavy weaponry. Yeah, for their well, their may- species. maybe
0: at first it was voluntary. You know, um, uh, for Sirius Black to actually help him out. You know, it's it for was Sirius probably, Black. I'm going to keep calling that uh, Gary Oldman. <laughs> but uh, no, for him, him to work for him. Probably at first it was voluntary, and then it, they came to a point where. Like he had no choice at that uh, that point, you know. Even though he said the Price is triple, or whatever else like that, he had to have known that you know he was working for that guy at that point. I think I think he was just he garbage human human being, anyways. Yeah. To begin with, and then then just you know got more focused when when Mister Shadow showed up. So
1: yeah. So the fifth element, uh, played by Mia Jovovich, also now her her name is Lilu. Uh, well, it's actually a very long name, but they yeah. shortened it down to Lilu. But so what she is, she's basically Divine Light, which took the form of human without being born of a man. What does that sound like? Um, Divine Light Rick, took the form of Rick human. Rick and See, so, I mean, that's what I'm saying. They re- recreated her in a lab, so she wasn't born of a man. Yeah. She was a human, even though she was was she human because like she well, wasn't she had human.
0: what she had 200 uh
1: chromosomes 200,000 200,000 chromosomes. yeah or, well it wasn't i don't know if it was chromosomes or just certain markers that we only had i guess 40 uh, we only have like 40 or whatever yeah. but maybe it was chromosome i don't know but um yeah, so so I just thought that was interesting. I mean, like, you know, if you wanted to stretch it, and I I'd keep in mind, I'm not saying that this is a Christian allegory movie, and that's what, but I mean, if you wanted to take it that way, you know, Lelou is Jesus. The shadow thing is devil because it's pure evil, right? Uh, Zorg could be considered the antichrist doing the bidding of the devil, whatever. Right. <laughs> the pig alien things are demons because, you know, they're fighting with uh, Mondo one who would be like the angels. Okay. You know the military response is mankind, and Bruce Willis is like the
0: bride of Christ.
1: <laughs> you know what I'm I, th- I
0: think I think where you know you what lose I mean it, by the bride of Christ, yeah, right? Yeah,
1: the Christians.
0: Yeah, I, I think, I think that Bruce Willis's character kind of throws that theory kind of
1: yeah I mean like obviously it's not perfect it's not, like I said you could stretch it to be yeah. like that but, but no
0: every every other piece fits except for Bruce Willis who happens to be the main character in maybe that but but see at the end she had to be shown love and and that's that's that's
1: the point of existence and that's you know that's okay okay i mean i'm just saying you know and and we show where you know he accepted her and loved her which is what we do with me so i don't know you you could you could say it's i i I agree
0: with you that but it's just kind of funny that like you know the whole pictures you know where you have the four elements plus the fifth element is a one person in the middle but yet technically you needed two people to make everything work you know what I mean? Like I guess because so, he man, had to hold her up the man and the woman. You needed both of them as one. Yeah, there's so many to, different. to, to make that uh, work. Yeah. That's what I like about this is because you can compare
1: it to different religions. You can compare it to different uh, allegories or stories or whatever. And, and you can kind of make them work. Everybody can make them work for their own different views. You know, I saw it this way. You saw it that way, you know, um, but, but it's still a fun adventure movie. If you just want to have yeah. a fun adventure movie, um, uh what was it? tiny well, you, tiny Lister? That that's his name, right? The dude who who played the president? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. What does he say uh oh, man, what does he say in in Friday? Oh, th- that's uh, D- like, Debo's big line. Debo. Yeah, Debo that's his name, but what what is it? He always said I can't remember what he says, but yeah, Tom, Tom uh Tom Lister Jr. is his name, but uh, his nickname is Tiny. Yeah. Um ironically or whatever, but um yeah, him and both him and Chris Tucker were in were in uh, Friday together. That's right. You know, they wanted to cast, for Ruby Rod, they wanted to cast, um, they went through Prince. I can um, see that. And they went through another person. I'm trying to remember who it was. Um, it was another person that was kind of, I can't remember. But I, I know they, they, they went through a couple different people. And, you know, Prince, you know, like, you look at the costume design and everything yeah. of this movie. Like he, yeah. he, probably could have provided his own costume. Oh, absolutely!
0: I just think the way they did this movie. Because if you notice that, you know, a lot of space films are real dark and heavy. And then the director, from what I hear, the director on this film wanted, he wanted the uh, visuals to be bright. Like de- that he called it, you know, he's basically filming all in daylight. Like he did mm-hmm. not want to film. You know anything in the dark or with darker shades because he said that it's, it's just been overkilled that way. You know and overdone that way where, you know, all these space films happen to be like pretty dark oh, sci-fi. Film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he he I actually mean, came naturally out, you're in
1: space. Right. It's dark and everything.
0: But but he came out and he said Look, we're gonna film all these scenes in the daylight. We're gonna film them. You know we're gonna have all the scenes very bright. You know so you can see little detail stuff. And I think that's kind of a, a good way to keep yourself from cheating. There's almost a cool little nod to it at the beginning
1: when the 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 professor guy keeps needing the light and they're like Aziz because you yeah. know, he kept yeah. he kept dropping the light and it would go dark and everything. And so that's kind yeah. of a cool little metaphor or whatever. <laughs> but um, so um, basically the, uh, the government recovers a severed arm that still has living tissue uh, in it, a few cells. Um, and as we said, it has like something like 400,000 DNA markers where 200. we have 40 or 200,000. And uh, so it's supposed to be a perfect being. Uh, capable of almost anything. Um, and uh, they recreate her because, you know, they have the technology to do that. Thank God that this- We
0: have the technology. Yeah, thank
1: God this this this, this uh, shipwreck didn't happen like 200 years before <laughs> where they couldn't rebuild her and we'd be screwed. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so we just happen to have the right technology that we can say, hey, even though this person was destroyed- we can take a few cells and rebuild it. Yeah.
0: Well, it's funny because she's she comes the, uh, out
1: the the what is it? $3 million woman or whatever. Yeah.
0: But you know what's funny dollars. is that that you know her her she's supposed to be some sort of alien, right? In a, in a way. I don't think she is though. Be, be, because they got the uh, sarcophagus from uh I didn't say that right, I don't think. sarcophagus a sarcophagus uh from from Egypt, you know? So it's it's it was a humanoid person, but she even says, she mentions, she said, you know, humans are so strange. I don't understand them. Basically. But I don't think she's anything. So I think
1: she's, obviously she was in the sarcophagus because that's what you would do with people of the time. Yeah. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, she, I guess she sleeps yeah. or whatever for 5,000 years or whatever it may be. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think she's human. I don't think she's alien. I just think she's otherworldly. Uh, maybe outside of this world, because I mean, they were saying this this divine light versus pure evil. So that's yeah. got to be forces outside of what we know yeah. and 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 can fathom. Right. So um, maybe she's she's represented and brought to life as a humanoid, much like certain other stories yeah. in our past, yeah. uh, namely Jesus or whatever. But you know, it's 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 an interesting uh, it's an interesting theory because what the movie about essentially is love yeah and you know that's what i believe you know the 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 story of the gospel or the the reason of of creation the or the reason of existence is is to experience love now with love you have to experience the other stuff too you know, yeah, um, because you, you wouldn't you, you know, how would you know goodness or love if you didn't know what hate or evil was? Right, right, You know, right. that type of thing or, or us and our puny little human brains or whatever. Yeah. Um, and that's what it uh, essentially ends up being uh, throughout their adventure. Uh, Lilu is doing some reading up on everything she missed in the last 5000 years. Like
0: constantly. Yeah. So she's always
1: doing that. And she she's she's experiencing you know you know she she gets into a gun battle with zorg and the aliens and all this kind of stuff and she's not doing very well and you know she's experiencing these awful things and she finally gets to the w's and decides she wants to search what what war is and after seeing that they get to the temple when it's time to save everybody she's like why she goes i see what you got you all do with life you know why save life when all you do with life is is you kill each other, you destroy each other, yeah. you hate each other, um, and then what, Bruce Willis
0: comes in. Yeah, and what's he's, the point?
1: Yeah, he's and then saying, he has to show her, and everybody uh, you know everybody surrounding knows. Tell her, tell her, tell me all that kind of stuff. Like everybody knows it's coming, but I mean that's the point. Is that you know how can somebody that is not human or alien or whatever uh, that's otherworldly. Um, Trying to learn about a world, what reason do they have to save it? Especially if they see all the horrible and disgusting and awful things we've done to each other uh, over the course of, of humankind. What's what's the point? And then that <clears> that that point is like she needs to know love, and obviously they've they well she knew Lila, she knew
0: what I mean if you remember she knew what she what had to happen you know because she wanted she said tell me tell I think me it's what because it she knew that he loved her but yeah he, she needed to know for sure yeah and because i mean she she it's almost like she knew that this was coming i mean she for most of the the the, the whole film you know she's kind of talking in a different language is not really understanding what anybody's saying until she really starts learning english and then she's understanding a lot better and then You know, but she, it's almost like she knew that this was, had to happen because if, if Bruce Willis was, you know, if he wasn't there, then how would it, you know, they activated the whole machine. And that's, that's the thing is that everything happened perfectly like it was supposed to happen.
1: You know, she came to the right time so she could be rebuilt and all that kind of stuff. Um, it almost seemed like everything that was thrown at her, every obstacle, whether it was Zorg, the the Mangalores, the, the uh, uh, you know every every bad thing that was thrown at him, there was something there, whether it was the priest or Bruce Willis or whatever Corbin Dallas, um, to to alter that to put it right yeah. on track again. Yeah. So you know they destroyed the ship and her. Well, we had the right technology to rebuild it. <laughs> Well, she was being attacked by Zorg and all these people, and it got her down, and she looked at human history, and that was bad, but then she happened to be, you know, falling in love with this guy ever since she yeah. fell through his cab, yeah. Um, you know, just randomly. And what are the chances of that happening, like, right? Uh, yeah. one, for one, one time, I want to see a movie where a guy is not necessarily the best guy for the job because, like... You know, she happened to fall in the cab of a guy that was special forces and basically the most badass guy on the planet. Right. Because it always happens that way. It happens to be some guy and then you find out, oh, he used to be special forces. And now, like, the president and his advisors are talking about him and they're like, oh, yeah, he's a badass and everything. It's like it always happens that way. I want to see an everyman because Bruce Willis usually plays an everyman. But I want to see an everyman where he just barely is able to win these fights you know just by the skin of his teeth or but just by luck or by tenacity not because he's like the most super badass on the face of the planet and the odds of that person being involved in the story is so low you know i want to see somebody who doesn't come out on top every once in a while or maybe doesn't throughout his own means but just through his his or her tenacity or whatever it may be just barely make it through. But I don't know. She just happened to fall through the most badass yeah. guy on the planet's
0: uh, cab <laughs> for some <laughs> reason. Who, who is obviously still. Pretty much controlled by his mother. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> she, I mean, she doesn't. We don't see here. We don't get to hear any story behind her besides the fact that we know that that's his mother. And then she is calling the president. She's calling. I mean, everybody is just. I mean, it's it's just kind of like a running joke inside the film. You and know? we're talking about vintage Bruce Willis here before he stopped
1: caring about anything
0: yeah Bruce Willis was still a little bit of hair
1: yeah still still hair and it was was bleached blonde too um but it's it's you know because he started doing movies where he he felt like because he was a tough guy role he had to talk less and have less facial expressions and his like go-to thing was like to squint his eyes and look (laughs) sideways and say a couple words and just shrug like he doesn't care okay. and then he walks yeah. around like he can't be killed you know like he like he did like he's just kind of cashing it in you know like 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 or, or call what he called phoning it in his yeah. performance or whatever yeah. just but yeah. like in this movie this was still bruce willis who kind of care you know he had he had a real smile when he saw mia Jovovich. Yeah. i don't know how you wouldn't if you saw I mia mean, Jovovich fall through your you know? the, the back here i mean that is one absolutely gorgeous woman but, um, you know, that, that's the type of thing, you know, you actually see Bruce, Bruce Willis
0: have some emotion, have some response to some things, you know. He hadn't yeah. checked out yet. <laughs> and, and, you know, let me ask you this. Who, who would you say is, you know, from from way back when to now, who would you say is probably your favorite action star, you know, out of all these? Uh Keanu Reeves because Speed when I was younger I knew
1: every single word to that yeah. movie uh movie I probably saw it and I'm not exaggerating probably saw it over 200 times. Yeah. It was one of these things I get home from school and I turn on every day of the week type
0: of thing and so yeah, yeah Keanu Reeves and Speed and Point Break and all that kind of stuff he was my favorite. Mine probably would be Bruce Willis to be honest with you just because I mean again you know the, the die hard movies are so iconic and you know every every movie that he's done is it's just been Good. I mean, I mean, you know, he's come out with like in the last probably twenty years. He's coming out a lot, a lot of these films where you know, they don't really go straight to theater, you mm-hmm. know, or they don't go to the theater. They go straight to video kind of thing, you know. Yeah. But I've watched some of them, and they're they actually one with not the that Henry, bad. Henry Cavill, where
1: yeah. or just went at like night or something about day, or I can't remember, but yeah.
0: But I mean, he's doing he's done doing a lot of them where they're somewhat successful, even though even though he doesn't go to. You know, theater, which I, you know, I, I can see probably not happening, you know, I, I can for see they're while. probably shutting. Well, maybe for a long, long yeah, it's, time. The, the whole industry is going to change. I, I feel like drive, drive-ins are going to come back. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, that. you know, nowadays it's like, you know, they're kind of getting the, the hint that, okay, we need to start really just releasing it straight yeah. to, to, you know, pay the $30 like Mulan or whatever. And pay that $30 and watch it at your house. Or you just like your own the home. big blockbusters go to yeah. theaters. All the rest of the stuff goes to streaming
1: for 20 bucks or whatever. But, I mean, getting back to Bruce Lewis, yeah, he's made a career out of being the everyman that reluctantly gets dragged into yeah. some kind of um, world or national yeah. conflict or whatever it may be. Um, he's just like he plays the every, you know, he's not a buff guy like Arnold or, yeah. or Stallone or whatever. Yeah. Um, he's not a slick guy, uh, hand you know the the, the the usual charming good look guy like yeah. Brad Pitt or
0: Keanu Reeves or whatever. He's just an everyman type of guy, and that's he what he just that's, gets by the skin of his teeth. Yeah. every after through every film, you know he 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 ends up coming out on top. But I mean, just barely every single time. Yeah, but that's know? his charm is the yeah. everyman.
1: You know, he came from moonlighting, which was you know a very lighter and all yeah, that funny, funny stuff. And somewhat, um, and. Uh, you know, so I mean, that's 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 the that's the the, the type of person that we're um, we're uh, you know we're looking at here, um, it, and and he's done well with it. He's done you know uh, he pulled five diehards yeah. out of him, um, and you know he's done a bunch of other things, and then yeah. you know he'll cameo on something like in uh, uh, what was the it was one of the oceans movie where he cameoed oh, as himself yeah. and everything. And he's exactly who you'd, you'd think how he'd act. Oh, it's
0: the one with Julia Roberts, um... Um, and but they're they're overseas, like in Spain or Italy, or
1: something. yeah, it was, it was oceans. Uh, uh, Twelve, 12. I think. yeah, it was the yeah. second one. But you know, and you know, he's. I think he he got after a while, he got a big head. You know, yeah. he 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 became the action star. You know, one of the. I guess you'd say one of the 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 trinity of action stars of the eighties and nineties, yeah. which is Stallone, Arnold, and Bruce Willis. Yeah, uh, who are also the Hollywood uh, own yeah. the planet Hollywood the planet and all Hollywood, that. Yeah. But um, you know, it's it's. I think you got a big, I mean, when you hear Kevin Smith talking about working with Bruce Willis, he talks about how it was just an absolute nightmare um, because, you know, he doesn't want to do certain things and he wants things a certain way and everything. And, you know, it's hard for a director to direct somebody like that. And if you want Bruce Willis nowadays, it's kind of like you're going to get the same type of Bruce Willis in every film role that he's in now. Um, not to knock on the guy, but you know, I mean, he—he, he, I feel like he's done a lot better work. And as soon as he hit the 2000s or mid 2000s, I think he just kind of yeah. stopped caring, or right, not 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 stop caring, but you know, it was just, you, you know, he had it felt like he had to turn this intensity on all the time, where he barely talked. He's Like, dude, you're the everyman. You're supposed to be this normal guy that 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 is is pointing out the ludicrous parts of yeah. what's going on, like you didn't die hard or whatever. Or like Ocean's
0: did. Eleven, Ocean's Twelve, or not Ocean's, but uh, um, the whole nine yards, the whole ten yards yeah, and oh all my gosh. that stuff. Yeah but, Those the, are great he, he,
1: yeah, but he he started to play, that's, that's when he started God. to get that way. Um, and I know he had to be a certain way because he was like an assassin and everything, but yeah. he completely got outshined in that movie by Matthew Perry because Matthew Perry is hilarious in that movie when he runs, oh, yeah. when he runs into the
0: sliding glass door. Because <laughs> <laughs> I've done that before, so... Um, <laughs> no, uh, it, I th- thought those movies are great just because, again, you Matthew uh, Perry, and, and just like uh, uh, what's the one he does with Samahaniak, I Can't Buy My Love? Uh, uh, Matthew uh, Perry? Yeah. Fool's Russian. Fool's Russian. That's duh. Yeah. So after that, I have, I have a song in I love that movie. Love that movie. You know, it's just because it's, you know, it's a lot of. Only Fool's okay. rush. Oh, wait, sorry. Two- <laughs> Anyways, no, I, I love that movie too, just because it's uh, you know he, he does outshine him, but again you're right he d- he does someone outshine it, but then at the same time it's it this movie was supposed to be a Matthew Perry movie, not a Bruce Willis movie. Bruce Willis was oh a he talked about the whole nine yards yeah, yeah yeah he was a second well and, and he was movie.
1: brought in to be the scary intensity yeah type of guy like hitman but that's what i'm know. saying is that he you know he he really got famous off of being the everyman which is what he was in the fifth element well you know he was a special forces guy but he was still kind of had that element that element he he still had that um that, <laughs> that's a um, violent <different> <laughs> he still had that everyman element to him so um just stop saying element because shut it's just your face <laughs> what's your favorite
0: gary oldman role i mean come on serious black obviously I think that that is I mean, well. I don't know. I, I have you seen um, the uh, is it the Churchill one that I'm thinking of? Were you were Winston Churchill? Remember, uh, Finest Hour was it? Finest Hour? I don't know. I, I don't. Yeah, think I saw it, that one. It's was it Gary Oldman? I
1: believe. No, I think you're thinking of uh, Tinker, some Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy or whatever it's called. He was no, that one. No, uh, it's I, I gotta find it because um, get your. Yeah. Um, now, my favorite role of him, I think, is in True Romance. No, Finest Hour was the the boat one. Yeah, that's the Coast Guard one. Um, True Romance with yeah, Christian that's, Slater that's and uh, Patricia Arquette. He played the gangster, so you, the white gangster. Yeah, that's right. Oh, and the, with he had the gold teeth and everything. But I mean, that's the thing about Gary Oldman; he just transforms into somebody yeah. else. Like, and it seems ridiculous. But you're just like man. You, then you start to believe like this guy is really. I like the, his accent in this movie. Where the heck did
0: that thing come from? Yeah. Well, and F- Fines is like that too. You know, um, Ray play, Fines. Yeah, I mean playing. You know, well, playing Voldemort and mm-hmm. playing. You know, uh, what was he? And, he is uh, in not Hannibal, but one of the. Uh, he was in Schindler's Red Dragon and Schindler's List. Yeah. Yeah, he was in Red Dragon too. I think. Yeah, he played uh, the The serial. Yeah, the guy. guy. But but you know like. Those two characters, you know, and, and it's funny because you know you you watched uh, uh, Devil all the time, right? Or when you watch it, uh-huh. all those actors are British actors. Like almost every single one of the main actors are British. You know, I mean, Bill's get, not; he's Swedish. Well, well, not American. You know what I mean? Not not from Alabama uh, or, or Arkansas saying. or whatever. Yeah,
1: you know, it's, we need other people
0: to play. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's so, <laughs> but it's so crazy that you get somebody that, you know. Americans or British people can do American accent, but Americans try to do British accent, and they sound pompous. Well like they, get the Anne Hathaway. they get the inflections wrong a lot. Right, right. And like Anne Hathaway, well, like when she did the British accent, I'm trying to think what movie it was that she was doing. She was doing a British accent and for the movie. Was that not in Princess Bright? No, she was maybe. regular American accent there. I don't I don't know. I want to say it was Anne Hathaway. Well, maybe it was Lay Rom. Yeah, something like that. But Lay But you know, if you notice Americans, Cannot do British accents. I mean, we say this because our mother's British, so we're used to hearing the voice and we and, and the affliction and things Mike like. Myers that. did an all right. Yeah, he does it. No, he does a better Scottish. He doesn't do Scottish, Scottish but I mean, Irish. as as Austin Powers,
1: I mean, he pretty much had that that nailed down. And that yeah. now that was very um, cartoonish, yeah, and everything. But I mean, it was still. Pretty pretty spot on. I mean, like he played a British dude in, in yeah. *Glorious Bastards*, and he did but, did a great job. But devil all the time. Like you've
0: got Robert Pattinson, who's British. You've right. got you've got uh, I call him Cedric Diggory. <laughs> uh, Tom Holland, who's British. You know, uh, I call him not my favorite Spider Man. <laughs> well. We, we both agree who our favorite Spider-Man is. Right. So. Um, oh, no. did you see the casting yes. news? Yes, so the ones that I
1: sent yeah. you with, uh, yeah. what is it? Uh, Doctor Strange, um, uh, Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. 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 The, the, the IMDb has uh, Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, and Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. And I, that's probably how they're going to bring Deadpool in. Is That'd like, be awesome. Like, like the, the Wizards or whatever are going to go to... Yeah other multiverse or whatever and that's gonna like cool. follow
0: him back well i think i think um you know one film i'd love to see to make to a live action would be into the spider-verse i i re- really enjoyed that one and i mean you, i think they did fine with it just like well, uh, animated like right right but i that's the story i think i'd like to actually see in on movie i mean i mean even get john um the the guy that played uh peter parker uh what's he's on um which Peter Parker? Uh, New Girl. Oh yeah, uh, Nick. Uh,
1: he played Nick on New Girl. Yeah. Um. I'll think of his name in just. A yeah, second. but but he Joe could, Johnson. Yeah. No, Joe Johnson's the director. Uh, uh Jake Johnson.
0: Jake That's Johnson. His name. Uh, you know, w- wasn't there a singer named Jake Johnson or something like that? Uh, Jake. No. But anyways, uh, like like have him play Peter Parker. I think that'd be kind of cool. There's but.
1: a son of a crazy person named Jake Busey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Gary Busey? That's the crazy person. Yeah. No, so Gary Oldman, you'd say that uh, uh, Sirius Black is your favorite role? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I like—I definitely like him in, in True, Ram, uh, True, Rom, True Romance because he plays just such an outlandish, crazy character in that. Um, but uh, what about Mia Jovovich? Outstanding the, in this what, film. What's your favorite role of her? Oh, Ooh.
0: probably this one.
1: Yeah, I, I'd say this, This, uh, uh, you know, uh, obviously she had some, some success with The Evil. Um, what was her name in that movie?
0: Oh, uh, Kate, Alice. Alice? No. Yeah. Was Wasn't it Alice? Alice? Or was it that, the little girl in the part two? I don't know. But uh, do you know that um, at the time it was the most expensive movie ever pro, uh, produced outside of Hollywood, a most perf- um, expensive production and Gumont's history, and at at uh eighty million U.S. dollars, the visual effects budget of the uh, movie was the highest uh, of its time. Yeah, because yeah, this this is actually a French film.
1: This is not yeah. this is yeah. not a Hollywood film. Yeah, uh, it, it stayed out of Hollywood hands. I think Sony gave them about like twenty million for financing, but yeah. for the most part. Um, they, you know, they, they it was kind of director got to do what he wanted. It was a French film. It was an American language or an English language, French film, basically. And, you know, they populated it with a lot of Hollywood actors and everything. But, yeah, it's a French film um, with French designers. Um, did you know the production designers um, were comic book, uh, French comic book, art- comic book artists? I did not know that. I mean, to get comic book artists be like, can you imagine like Frank Miller doing production design for a movie? How awesome that would be! I that mean, would like just. if they did like a Spawn movie, he needs yeah. to be like the production designer yeah. for the movie, you know. Uh, but I mean, you have somebody who who works in a visual meeting like comic. It just makes sense to have them be like a production designer because you know they, they just uh, that's what they do. You know, they design entire worlds. Yeah, you know, and so it, it, it was interesting
0: that they had some some uh some some actual comic book artists do that so what word when you watch this movie or when anybody talks about this movie what is the one word that just kind of sticks in your head as watching this movie multipass yep there we go <laughs> like toe pick we're cutting yeah, edge, toe pick. but this one is multipass multipass she, and and she goes so... multipass he goes She. i know it's a multipass <laughs> but you got you got a feeling like like i got a feeling that scene was lived like, I, I feel like that was just naturally Bruce Willis and Mila Jovovich maybe it was together. like,
1: Maybe it was in the, the script. It was just a multi-pass or whatever, and then with her going, multi-pass.
0: That, that whole, like, okay, we got to make it a yeah, thing. And then that whole thing was, was just hilarious. And like, ma'am?
1: And she's like, multi-pass.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just, I mean, it was so hilarious. And then, and then um, another funny line that I thought was funny that I did not know was uh, lived by uh bruce willis when he said look lady i only speak two languages (laughs) english and bad english and and, you know it's funny that's such a john line. that is uh, i was about to say that i was like you know what's funny about that line is that that's not just a john McClain line that's a bruce willis line like in that that moment almost every movie him saying that exact line yeah in
1: that moment when he was driving that cab and said you know look lady i only speak that's when he suddenly turned into john McClain. Because then yeah. he he was, like, full of life again, you know? Right, right. And, uh, you know, I just, yeah, I really liked do that you, part. Do you know that he created this whole story in high school, the director? Yeah, when he was, like, 16. Yeah. So and you're... he was 38, I think, when it came out. So he had some time. I He had some time to work on it, maybe. Yeah. He probably could have, you know, maybe polished it a little bit more. But, you know, it's considering that he came up with a story when he was, he was 16, you know. Which and, is,
0: this is kind of like, you know, his first cuz how old's the guy now? I mean, he's a, what in his 50s, maybe. Luc Besson. Um, but he, you know, it's kind of one of those things where like maybe this was his first uh his first thing, you know what I mean? Like Fifth Element was his baby. Um, let's
1: see. He Luc Besson is uh 61 years old yeah.
0: right now. So, so you got to figure that when if he did created this store in sixteen, this was probably his, his magnum opus. You know this his his, uh, his very first you know real film idea. It just don't, just so happened wasn't actually filmed, you know until later on. You How know? interesting would it be to be a sixteen year
1: old and you write a movie or a story about this woman who's perfect, right? Yeah. You are finally casting it, and you find somebody as beautiful as Mia Jovovich, and cast her as your perfect woman, and then you get to marry her, because after yeah. this movie, Luke Besson married Mia Jovovich in real life. So he was married to the 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 girl who played the opera singer, the the that was all in blue, really blue and everything, really. Not the voice, because the voice is somebody as an actual yeah. opera singer and everything, but the yeah. the actress who played the the blue the diva, um, he was actually married to her. When this movie wow. started, and then right after this movie <laughs> ended, he married Mia. Joe. He, he,
0: he, you hear this stuff happening in Hollywood all the time. And It's like I say, married.
1: Like, I think they were. They may, may have just been dating. Uh, okay. Her, her and that chick. Maybe they were just dating. But I know he married Mia Jovovich after this movie. But but
0: but you know, to, to my point that you know you, you see hear this about stuff this. happening this in Hollywood to all kinds of different players, and it's like you know, I brought, I brought up a it's list. Not actually, right. That's it's just it just it. Makes me think it's like, you know, pretty much everybody is cursed when it comes to relationships. Well, and it's
1: it's not only that, it's directors that are leaving previously, you know, uh, being with somebody else to be with their actresses. So obviously the first one for me that pops into mind is the director of uh, Snow White and the Huntsman. Uh, hooking up with Kristen Stewart. Now they didn't yeah. get married or anything. They had a hookup, and then that, that was pretty much it. But that ruined yeah. both of their relationships. Uh, their their well, previous then, relationships. She also had. hooked
0: up with uh, Robert Pattinson, right? And uh, so Tim Burton, he,
1: you know, he, uh, I think he, well, yeah, held bottom, a Helen Carter. Carter. I think yeah. that 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 was after *Planet of the Apes* or whatever. Uh, that J- makes so much sense. That one, that one itself. I mean, because they're still married. Yeah. James know? Cameron, he met Linda Hamilton yeah, on *The First Terminator*, married her, and then when they did *Titanic* the girl that plays Rose's granddaughter or yeah, whatever, that's yeah. kind of like got a, maybe a thing with Bill Paxton in Titanic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he ended up marrying her after that movie and, and, <laughs> and separated from Linda Hamilton. Um, the, the, you know, there's a whole list. It just kind of goes on and on. Uh, I think the same thing with, uh, Steven Spielberg and Kate Capshaw, the, the, the yeah. main female lead from, uh, temple of doom. Yeah. Um, you know, there it's there's just like been a, uh, a and like I said, the Kristen Stewart thing with with Robert Pattinson and all that. You know, it's just been a a uh, kind of a a theme here. There, there's just ton ton. Oh, uh, uh, Kay Beckinsale um, in the um, oh god, what was it? Oh the yeah, first yeah. Underworld movie. But she she got married to Vision, yeah, the guy that played Vision, right? Uh, she no, well, she was dating Michael Sheen. Yeah. Okay. So the the guy who played uh, I remember he was the main vampire in Twilight, and he was in Underworld. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Len Wiseman, um, he was married and everything, and then they kind of hooked up and got
0: married. And but I, I heard she 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 even has kids with the same uh, the guy that plays Vision. I'm talking about Kate Beckinsale. Yeah. With uh, um,
1: I'm pretty sure me. Yeah, uh, what is the name? Andrew Bet or something? Betney? Hey, Paul Betney. Paul Betney. No, that's the, right. the, the, he was married to Jennifer Conley. I maybe thought. that's yeah, that's probably who I'm thinking. Yeah, of. I'm pretty sure that's that's who they but, were. But, but you know, but I mean, it goes all the way back to Charlie Chaplin I know. doing the same thing. Oh, that's crazy. You know, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson. And uh, that's happened with Mia Jovovich again. So after she was with Luke Besson... yeah, um, they were married, and then she did Resident Evil, which Paul W. S. Uh, Paul W. Anderson directed, and she ended up being getting with him and then she was yeah. married to him and I, they, well, they, I, they, I think
0: they're still married to this day one thing oh did you know because I, I was watching the movie right and and this guy finger just kept on calling and it was like you know it was almost yeah, like who he was is such that a, voice it was vin diesel was it vin diesel Vin Diesel? no and it I wasn't thought that, i thought that at the same time because uh no it was yes it was i'm looking look, this I'm up. Show you right now <laughs> no you're gonna look, look right there oh you're fine that's that's crazy but, I, but now I have I, to watch it again. I, I heard the voice. I heard the voice, and I was like, I know that voice from somewhere. It's it's somebody. It sounded but, familiar. I just didn't know where to pick it up but, from. But they, but they constantly, you know, like he, this character kept on showing up, you know, but only on the phone. You know what I mean? And I'm like, you know, that was kind of cool because it was this director does this with his movies. He has little, like, side stories, kind of almost not not like side stories, but side things that that make you start to think about it. And you're like, okay, wait. Why did he put this in into- here? Well, didn't he? Well, I mean, it, like, because we never saw the guy. Yeah, I guess he owned the cabs or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. But he was also one of his army buddies. He was he was an army buddy of his. You know what I mean? And he, they called him Finger, but it was it was apparently what I'm reading here. It's saying that Vin Diesel was the voice of Finger, which I can hear it now because now I, I when I was listening to it when I watched it the the last time, I was like, so hey, well. Here's romantic. the thing.
1: It says. Um, this seems like it should have an easy answer on IMDb, but it doesn't. There's no finger on the cast list. Google returns a lot of speculation, but no confirmed answer. The most popular theory seems to be Vin Diesel, but the timing is questionable. Uh, he became famous much later. Uh, but he's famous, I know, but he
0: was like a knock yeah.
1: around guy's and uh, and stuff. Yeah, but that was still like early 2000s. Yeah, but everything. this is again, you know,
0: like Bruce Willis pre-hair. You have know? you seen
1: what Vin Diesel did before he became an actor? He's admirer. a bouncer. Well, before, even before he was a that.
0: male dancer or something no, like that. he right? was a,
1: uh, a he was in dance videos. So these, that's right. Or, or it was either dance or aerobic, but I think it was dance instruction. <laughs> and he had hair and everything. Yeah. And it was weird, <laughs> but that'd uh, be interesting if it's him because I was like, you know, the voice sounds familiar, but uh, you know, maybe it's not as gravelly. But you know, maybe his voice hadn't gotten that deep yet or whatever. But Um, Do you like this movie? Do you think it stands out uh, from The Professional and Nikita and Lucy and all those movies?
0: Well, all those other movies are phenomenal. I mean, I I think probably if you were to count all these movies up, I think Lucy would probably be the worst one. Um, But even that wasn't bad. I still haven't seen Lucy. It was good. It was good. It was just, it was predictable. I mean, you knew which way it was going. I mean, she was pretty much becoming a god. And if you notice with his character, his characters in his movies that, you know, like even The Professional, you know... How close to <laughs> Ghost in the Shell is Lucy? Because I mean oh, it's aren't, they, close. aren't they don't they have, no, have no, like superpowers? No, no, Ghost in the Shell there. is is uh more like an android, you know what I mean? Yeah, I don't and know where, I don't know anime yeah.
1: very much, but
0: um that was kind of older anime, but it's just if you notice with this director, he tends to do a lot of movies that are very that have deeper mean the characters have deeper meanings and 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 they're are certain people. You know like uh what is it? I mean, definitely with Fifth Element, you know, it's got that element of you know, I like how everybody fell in love with uh, Mia
1: Jovovich. I yeah. mean, even the priest, whenever yeah. he sent them off in the in the train station or the 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 airport or whatever, yeah, he went to go have a drink. <laughs> I'm he was old. just he was just like talking about her and everything, and she's like just how, how perfect she is, <laughs> and the guy that recreated her. I just like how everybody just like falls in love because yeah. I remember when she first came out, she's just so exotic looking. You know, she's yeah. <laughs> she comes from Soviet era, Russia. Uh, in Ukraine and everything, uh, but she just got these just these unique features, and I think Luke Besson even said that when he saw her, she looked just otherworldly. You know, um, she just looks interesting where she could be from way back in in the day, or she could be in the future. Like like she doesn't have like an average look about her. Yeah, uh, very exotic and everything like that, which makes sense <clears throat> because, like you said before, she started doing these. You know, she was a model.
0: Yeah, but uh, you know. With that character. And then, I mean, we haven't really talked about Chris Tucker too I much. Add, I was just about he, to get into he, that. I think he did a phenomenal job in this role because, I mean, you know, you, you see the type of characters he, he plays. He plays Friday in Friday and, you know, and the same thing with Rush Hour and stuff like that. You know, I mean, he, he, does, he does his type of comedy very, very well. Now, do you think Ruby Rod would have worked <laughs> if it was somebody else beside him?
1: Or do you think that that specific energy was... Only work it, it only work with that.
0: I, th- I think it's that it would only work. Do you think with it would have been annoying if it was somebody else? <laughs> yeah, I mean, now unless it was Prince, of course, but you know, it, it, yeah, it but just, he's like so mellow. He's not as hyper, so it that's wouldn't have true. Been that's true. And he's he's you know he's very full of it. Chris Tucker's very full of energy, and he just he played the role really well, I think. But I mean, you know, Chris Tucker, you know, he's he's he just got that voice. He he you know, he's motor mouth like super quick
1: yeah yeah Yeah. and yeah i mean it's it's a little uh you know it's not like a deep voice or anything like that but i mean you know he's he's kind
0: of a comic so you know it works whatever happened to him he i've heard i've heard he's gone bankrupt at one point i mean he's still he's coming out now i think uh, he became a christian too and uh all i know is that really he just kind of fell off and i'm pretty sure he kind of went a little broke too on, on top of it all you know and uh because he just fell off after, after Rush Hour, really. I mean, he during that time period that Rush Hour came out, like everything he came out with was just, you know, bam, bam, hit. You know, making money, making money, making money. And then all of a sudden when the Rush Hour franchise ended, he kind of fell off. Wasn't you know? he in Dead Presidents? Oh, uh, I think so, I want to say. He was in Money Talks with uh, Charlie Sheen. Yeah. Uh-huh. but that's what I'm saying That during that time period is when he started coming out with all kinds of films And oh he and did was, good in Silver Linings playbook I remember him in that oh yes yeah he was in Jackie Brown and Dead Presidents but Silver Linings man Silver Linings I forgot about that he, he is uh, he was phenomenal in that one because I mean he wasn't he wasn't like the classic comedian that he usually plays you know in that one yeah you know and, and that movie was phenomenal I mean it, it, it should have won for what it, it did win you yeah, know? they're talking about trying to bring Rush Hour 4 back or
1: you know the rush hour I, I don't know they i guess they uh there's a video of him and jackie chan together holding up four fingers so it looks like maybe they might be doing it so i think
0: they've been talking about it for a while but a i mean while, like, yeah you know like just it, it, that's the thing like with jackie chan and chris Tucker, you know they were just spitting out films during that period you know uh Dur- during rush hour I mean I, both of them were just as soon as Jackie Chan came up on the on the airway you know Rumble on in the on, Bronx oh, man, man yeah I loved every single movie he's done and, and this guy is is the epitome of acting I mean the, the guy was like in an orphanage I believe when he when he was younger and he literally no no his dad kind of raised him or Jackie something Chan. yeah yeah and he put him in in an acting uh, form of martial arts basically, you know, so he learned martial arts, but how to use it in acting in films and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that's where he, he got a lot of his, his, uh, wushu experience, you know, like and drunken but, master. Yeah. I mean, but every film and then plus, you know, it's because of Bruce Lee who opened that door for him, you know, and, and for, for other actors from China and stuff like that to come over and act. But regardless, uh, you know, with this, I think, Remember like, the big debate back then cuz uh, uh, Jet Li
1: and Jackie Chan were both real famous so everybody's like yeah. oh, who would win a fight between Jet Li and Jackie Chan I'm sorry but Jet Li would but and, yeah, and that's the simple <laughs> he's
0: he's an actual trained martial artist Right right you
1: know? right Jackie Chan is, is an acting an martial actor. Yeah. yeah and and I mean not to yeah, say he that still he, knows not it. to say he can't kick yeah. my ass, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm sure he can but uh, with no problems at all but you know he, he a lot of it's like stunt work Yeah yeah and and, and but I mean
0: you know it, it's and he was actually in a movie with Bruce Lee. Jackie Chan. Yeah, yeah. I think it was, it wasn't Drunken Master or something. No, it was the the one with it where he gets clawed on his chest, I think. Uh, and not Enter the Dragon. Yeah. Might it have been. Was. But
1: I, I just know that I think it was like, uh, you know, Bruce Lee had talked to him real briefly and everything yeah. and liked what he was doing and stuff. And he just thought, because I think he was just doing kind of stunt
0: stuff then. Yeah. But he was just real happy about that. that Bruce well, a lot Lee of people used him, you know, before he became like super, super famous too. But during, during that time, he has his own stunt, stunt team. You know, Jackie Chan does. Yeah. You know? I mean, obviously he uses him in all his films. But but anyways, um, so do you think that any other character would worked differently? Like a different action star as Bruce Willis, a different lead heroine, um, a different, uh, you know, in Chris Tucker? I, I think we could probably both agree that Chris Tucker's role was kind of made for him in this film.
1: Yeah, I don't think I, you could replace Chris Tucker. And honestly, I, I think you could. Put somebody in as Lilu. I just don't think it would have worked as well. And maybe that's just with the knowledge I have of Mia Jovovich now. But here's the thing Mia Jovovich spoke four languages. Yeah. She was yeah. in this movie. She might speak more now, but as of uh, at the time of this movie, she had already could already speak four languages. Yeah. And the director actually made up the language that she speaks in. I think it had like 400 words or something like yeah. that. Um, and. Uh, you know, and obviously not a complete language, but just enough to speak, basically, and to, you know, do her lines in the movie. And she learned it, the whole language, you know, before they started shooting and everything, and it got to where got to the point where at the end of the movie, her and the director could speak it could have a conversation. Yeah, yeah. And so they were probably talking about all the naughty things they were going to do to yeah, each other I, I bet so nobody else could understand what they were ones. saying. <laughs> oh,
0: goodness. Uh, what did you like, the music in this? Uh, it was all right. It, it I love the music it, in this. It, it was good. I mean, it was a lot of, uh, you know. I think
1: it's transcendent I, I think it, it because... It's just as good now as it was then. When I hear the music, I don't think that's from a '90s movie. Yeah, you know, like you might from a normal '90s movie soundtrack. It's it's actually it's it's more transcendent. So it's not just to to that time. So you know, I just think all like you know the theme, uh, Lee theme, basically. Whenever you're talking about the Fifth Element, it's that yeah. certain little ethereal uh, music that plays and everything. Yeah. And I don't know. And and then whenever he tells her he loves her at the end um and all that kind of stuff it just great you know the when the music swells and everything like that i just think the production between the production design um the acting that we get the story and you know the music and everything it just turns out to be it's not it's not it's a sci-fi movie and not many sci-fi movies win accolades for being you know um hardcore cinema like you know uh what was it my dinner with andre might or you know uh goodfellas
0: or godfather or whatever it may be um you know they ever watch the community episode when he did uh my dinner with andre uh oh yeah yeah abed was andre and, and
1: then he had
0: John jeff McHale. in there yeah. uh
1: as um oh the other character who yeah. played who played in uh, princess bride i forgot uh uh wallace sean yeah um but yeah, he uh that that was a good movie and that, that was a pretty good episode of, of yeah. community and then Jeff gets really pissed at the end when he figures out This is supposed to be Pulp Fiction
0: he's like, but he's doing a dinner with Andre. Well
1: you know? yeah, he was with he was doing a Pulp Fiction uh, dinner, but he thought that um that uh Abed had this like life changing experience. That's yeah. why he was acting this way and he was really just doing a bit from a movie. So he kind <laughs> He's like, "Really? <laughs> this is why this show's so great, you know." I've actually started rewatching that again, but you know, every time oh, I get so I get to great. about season 2 or 3 and I just start to fall
0: off. Well, when Troy leaves, that show is when when it just it's crap. I thought Chevy Chase left first. Uh, <laughs> well, left. <laughs> no, it's it's kind of they leave right about the same time pretty much. You know, cuz I think some of the scenes like the last season that Pierce is in like he's barely in it like barely in the in this in the show and 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 even on the show it's showing like during the characters are even having problems with with Pierce you know and where I heard off the show you know in the real world they were having problems with Chevy Chase it was
1: all of season two and three like like yeah they just hated they were trying to kept trying to kick him out of the group and everything but you know Chevy Chase you know he's he's not had much much like Bruce Willis you know He he had had some people come out and, but Jeffy Chase is more, you know, he's, uh, he's, it's notorious in Hollywood for being kind of a dick. Um, you know, he, there was that one time when he was on, uh, Carson with, um, Richard Pryor and, uh, what did he say? I mean, they were going back and forth, like, like it was on Carson. So, you know, you'd have a guest and then that guest would stay on the couch when the next guest would come out. And so Richard Pryor was trying to have the interview with Carson, but. Chevy Chase kept interrupting, you know, it's like, he has to be the star because he was the original star of Saturday Night Live. He was in the first
0: season. Yeah. Yeah. he wasn't I mean, actually a guest or he wasn't actually a, um, a cast member. He was a constant guest. Right. And he was yeah. like the star of the first season yeah. and he left to go do his own things and yeah. everything. But I've well, just and, and the that... news report that they do is, was started by Chevy Chase. Yeah, you know, the so weekly, weekly update or the whatever. The weekly update that they still do to this day was started by Chevy Chase. And, and the fact that he—I uh, mean, it, not, not, not only Chevy Chase, but also uh, uh, the jerk— uh, Steve Martin Steve Martin he was an, He was also another uh, one of those actors that weren't actually a cast member but they were just a constant uh, guest star you the know? cans yeah. <laughs> yeah. at the Steve cans. Martin's awesome <laughs> Dude, the, so somebody was assassinating the cans we should just know? we should do an episode on the jerk and, oh yes and
1: just like have it be like five minutes of us talking and the rest of it is just cutting
0: clips of the yeah. jerk well have you seen that stand up with uh, Steve Martin and uh, Martin Short no oh man it's they do they they did the stand-up together i mean it's, it's pretty recently too but like because you know i think martin short plays the guitar i mean we know steve martin is known for banjo. playing the banjo yeah. he's know. like one of the top players in the world now. yeah yeah i mean he's actually won uh he's probably won more he's won more grammys anymore he won, he's won Academy I, don't if, awards. I don't know if
1: he's won a grammys for no, it. He I has. think he's won awards for oh. for his music i didn't know he won grammys yeah i gotta look it up though no that's fine but um getting back to this movie real quick before we end. Yeah. Do you remember what, when we were younger and we used to watch it, do you remember what we used to laugh at really hard? Multipass? No, it had to do with Ruby Rod, Chris Tucker. It's when him and Bruce Willis are being attacked. Do you remember that part? Where he's screaming and he's like, come in. Come, on, come come, come come come, come. He's like, come on. He's like, They're coming, Corbin. And then it gets back to then there's like three more. He goes,
0: Oh, there's four coming four coming now, Corbin. <laughs> but you know he's <laughs> actually helping to cut him. To cut in, that in. Yeah, and he's actually helping him and they're actually kind of working together and <laughs> No, a way. he didn't. So he didn't do one thing. The the whole act, it was just him standing around screaming. He didn't help
1: carry anybody. I don't think Oh no, he oh. he carried the stones for like he protected him, I guess, while while Bruce Willis was shooting the place up. But that's really all he did. He he followed yeah. them out onto the spaceship, he followed them to Egypt, but he didn't like you know, he couldn't get the stones to open or anything like that. He was mainly yeah. just comedy relief, right? Right, right, and right. And what was with the government just like
0: basically listening to the radio Show the whole time, oh I know. Well, it's kind of like like propaganda uh, radio or something like that. It's, well, I guess it's, it would be the best way to listen to what's
1: going on yeah. since he's with well, Bruce Willis yeah. or whatever. It's not like they can call Bruce Willis and ask for updates or anything. <laughs> but I don't know that that just made me laugh because you know you could tell like he was only there. He wasn't. He didn't serve one purpose. No, in that, that, that plot. Well,
0: no. At the end, at the very end, when they're setting the rocks and trying to get him to activate and stuff like that, you know. But he,
1: even he was like, I, I have no fire. fire. <laughs> and it so he
0: couldn't even get that started. Like I said, the one thing he did do is
1: like Bruce Willis is like hold these stones, and, yeah, then he and then goes he, and oh, shoots a bunch of people. Yeah,
0: and then he holds the gun on the guy. Yeah. I'm moving. sorry. He's, I'm sorry. He's already dead. He pats his head. Yeah. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> Anyways, I, yeah, I like the music from this movie. I like the visuals. All I like. I mean, just 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 the fact that I, and it's a fun it, movie. And yeah, they spent ninety six some ninety something million dollars, and this made back like over two hundred fifty million yeah. back from it. So I'm actually very surprised with the way studios are that well okay that's why you know like you know if this was a studio movie this would be like a sequel but because it was out of hollywood you know i'm surprised that the sequel still wasn't made um but maybe he just wanted to leave it like he left it
0: yeah and bruce willis i'm sure had a lot of draw for for the audience too you know just because i mean again this was at his peak you know really in in the 90s even though
1: he had weird blonde hair
0: yeah, weird I mean, that, blonde that, that hair. was such
1: a random part of it. So. And some kind of a weird uh, uh, get up, you know, that shirt that he was wearing where it <laughs> exposed his back and everything. And I was like, this is really weird.
0: Well, I mean, M- Mila Jovovich wasn't. Uh, no, I anymore, know. All, or all of them saner, were. You know, and yeah. then especially uh, Gary Oldman's uh, whole. His little up. plastic thing. Oh, my that my thing's goodness.
1: always confused the crap out of me.
0: Yeah, and it's like it's like why would he? I mean, he's sweating blood, and you're kind of sitting there. You're like Not sweating blood. It's kind of random. Where where but did that, the blood come from? I That's couldn't the thing. See yeah,
1: the, that's the thing. The evil made him bleed and everything, but then there's no source of it. So that's how it's showing. It's I like, don't know. It's otherworldly because I, when he wiped yeah. it away, there was nothing there.
0: I don't know. I kind of took it as he was bleeding blood, like he was sweating blood. No, because
1: it that that was like a thick glob. Hey, that hey, was just you don't dripping know down. unless you I ask know. the director. Yeah. He's my I, best friend.
0: Yeah. Okay. Text him right now. <laughs> So on Twitter.
1: Yeah. So you guys, if you get a chance to watch this, it's a really good movie. Uh, it's one of the, 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 best and most iconic sci-fi movies out there in, in a decade when sci-fi was going crazy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> great performances all around great music um and uh you know the old um um bruce willis that we all love uh from die hard and all and that great kind of scott, stuff right great and scott. great scott so uh give this music give this movie a watch uh, we definitely recommend it uh if you guys want to find us uh, we're on Twitter at the postcredits uh, we're on Facebook and Instagram at the postcredit podcast uh, our email is the at podcast at gmail.com our website is www.ThePostCreditPodcast.com. the uh, give that website a look you know we have you know pictures on there uh, about us section that, that that talks about you know our interests and everything um, and then we're also on YouTube so uh, you know Look us up there, uh, give us a shout. Uh, We appreciate you guys listening, and uh, we'll see you next time.
0: And throw me a bone.